Previously on the many merchants of Maloon, we got to know a bit more about the heroes of our story as we flash forward to the end of the coastal eclipse. However, their fleeting revelry quickly gave way to disaster as the port of Soleil was the site of a violent fire. The town banded together and managed to extinguish the flames, and the remaining ships from the fire carried off the visitors of Soleil as well as many residents, including Rodolo as they fled the continent of Maloon. Then, Roddy, the port warden, gathered the town for a meeting. She tells the remaining denizens that she will be departing a caravan for the capital city of Astra on the road to Astra, leaving the next morning. She implored the rest of the town to follow her. With little time, our merchant sets preparing for the long, arduous journey ahead. Good morning out there to all of you in La La Land. This is Jesse, and I'm playing Sylvie the Rogue. And I'm excited to tell you that today on NPR's All Things Considered, <laughs> it's good to be here. Good morning. It is a sunny Sunday at 11.33 a.m. And I am Jory. I am playing Zeke the Fighter. And I'm here to tell you it's good to be here. Hey everyone, I'm Eli, I play Jolie the Cleric, and it's good to be here, 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 Chum FM. Nice. Can we use that? (laughs) And this Sunday, 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 we're going to get down to getting out of Soleil, and uh, that's... Welcome to many, 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 many. You're going to come in with me? Welcome to many realms. of Maloon, we ended with uh, the port warden, Raji, addressing the town, saying that tomorrow, on the morrow, you will all be departing across the uh, the road to Astra to, well, you guessed it, Astra. Uh, and you guys have all exactly one day to basically prepare. I mean, should you be going, which... Um, Spoiler alert, you probably will. And if anyone wants to, does anyone, does anyone even have the slightest, uh, uh, you know, hankering to not go? You, you kind of trashed the town last time. <laughs> like you trashed it really good and hard and made it super shitty so that we wouldn't want to stay. And we, in fact, don't want to stay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a direct challenge to, you know, just see, uh, if we would defy the narrative. And I'm glad that we're all on board. Um, <laughs> we'll be good. Yeah, but we are going to start at once a session. I will be, uh, we're going to call it a divine intervention roll. What I'm going to do is roll a dice. I'm going to guess one number on this D20. If I get it right, something terrible is going to happen to somebody. Uh, and I'm going to do that every session. And hopefully at one point I get it. And hopefully at one point I do it at like a, I, I'm hoping that we're deep into this campaign and I do this at a really integral moment. And I just totally just 
you know, like a lightning bolt kills somebody. That's what I'm hoping for. But today we're going to start off the session with that. So it would be pretty. Is it always going to be lightning? No, no, it'll be more interesting than lightning. The number today is going to come from Eli. Eli, what is the unlucky number? Two. All right. This is like a whole segment. <laughs> I like yeah, it. I don't. Oh. 17. Today, divine intervention in a negative way has not come to smite you. Now you have to roll for divine intervention positive. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> divine intervention. Jory gets that money. You know, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to now call it the winds of fate. We got a 4. That's so close to 2. We should get the, something kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The I winds agree. of fate are quite it's going to happen at some point in the session. The winds of fate are it's going to be really hype. So just bear with the extended bits that I'm sure will get cut down for the payoff later on. Um you guys all have basically one day, you know, you can have your cups of coffee in the morning and then uh, get to, you know, uh, trying to avoid uh, your demise. I, what I would like to see is, you know, as much as you guys can in character, we're happy to do it through scenes or through a little bit more uh, crunchy stuff. But I just want you guys to think as you're kind of prepping, um, you know, who you're, who I know this kind of goes out of saying, but like who your character is, how they're, how prepared are they? Avenues are you going to have to explore? I think Zeke and his family are probably of the player characters the most prepared. Okay. Oh, actually, wow. I guess that's not true. You're, you're more prepared. Okay. You're yeah. right, because you're you're from out of town. Yeah. I guess I'm wrong. Jesse, that's a piece of shit. It doesn't really? exactly <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you did that on purpose. You did say you were a piece of shit who didn't know exactly. Your character description was piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piece of shit. So I want to set a scene with somebody. How, did I talk to you at all last time? I don't think we said like, hey, let's leave. So the morning of the packing, you have a knock on your door. Diane comes to the door with like a big yawn, doing like the belly scratching thing, and calls Jolie over. Good morning, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke is there with his daughter, one of his daughters. I think it's... um. No. No, it's the other it's one. It's definitely Hilda. It's definitely Hilda. Okay. Yeah, Nomi's off doing mischief. Um, it's, yeah, Zeke and Hilda are there. Um, I think you also, you know his girls. Like, they're, like, out around the town. I think they're well. You might know Nomi better, but you know them both. So the, they're, they're there. Zeke um, is straight up, like, good morning. Um, are you planning on going today? Uh, yes, we had a couple things to tie up, but we have, um, a, like a wagon around back and, um, it's pretty, pretty kitted out. How about you? What's your plan? Um, yeah, uh, I have to figure out, um, a way to, uh, bring my, bring my equipment with me to, to do my work. But, um, I was thinking if we're all heading out tomorrow, who knows? I know, um, Things can get rough on this trail. I know lots of people uh, get hurt or um, stuff happens, get separated. I thought between you and me, I have quite a bit of material I I can do. I can do pretty well in a, a conflict situation if, uh, God forbid, that happens. I know you are resourceful in a you know, f- food and uh, shelter, you know, that kind of home stuff. Um, maybe Hilda interrupts him and she says, 
what my dad is trying to say is he wants to stick together. He wants to provide you some protection in exchange for you maybe helping him support the the three of us. It's a, a deal. <laughs> Jolie laughs and says, uh, well, Zeke, I think we've always looked out for each other on Merchant's Row. I mean, that's kind of the, the dynamic that I mm-hmm. felt, and I, I think you you felt that too, and so I think it's a great idea. Um, to be fully transparent with you, um, Diane and I were going to look through the houses that seem like they're already evacuated and grab some extra supplies, uh, and then head out first thing tomorrow morning with Roddy. How does that sound to you? Oh... Zeke, I think, box at that. He's not a he's not a go through other people's stuff kind of guy. He thinks the private should stay private. Um, but Hilda says, "Whatever you need." Ooh, so many people are already gone. I guess. Yeah, we're not, for the record, planning to go through the stuff of people who are still here. He like grumbles. You're right, but like <laughs> Hilda is kind of pushing him through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jolie and Diane think it's funny. We're, I think the dynamic is like, haha, you're curmudgeon Yeah. And that's okay. Um, so they laugh and they're like, all right, we, um, if you don't want to partake. And then Jolie like winks at Hilda in case she wants to like sneak off and help later. Yeah. Then uh, we will hitch our wagons together tomorrow morning. Sounds like a plan. Uh, good luck with your uh, errands. When we last left off, Sylvie, I think, was in a pretty morose state after the fire at the port. She was a little freaked by all of the suffering and death and how she was just kind of caught up in the middle of it and not very helpful. But I think that Sylvie is very resilient. I think she's a person who's been through a lot of hardship. She knows she has to move quickly and adapt to whatever the situation is because that's been her entire life. So I think the next morning she sort of snapped out of uh, that funk. And I think that early in the morning, Fabio and uh, Paz awakened to Sylvie very early, um, just packing up stuff in their little boarding house room. Poorly mismanaged, she's just bundling things up. She's swearing as she drops things or breaks things. And it's just sort of with a, a frantic energy trying to get everything packed. Um, and I don't know, do we want to do like a Sylvie scene with the troop or we could go somewhere else? Well, <laughs> forget it. Are you playing all of them? I don't want to do all of them. That's <laughs> I don't think we should do that. Um, I think you should do some I of that. Will, I, will, I will, I will, I yeah. will. <laughs> Maybe Fabio and Paz uh, are awoken by the sound of Sylvie kind of uh, packing up all of their earthly possessions. Yeah. What's Fabio's vibe? Fabio's like... Uh, he genuinely likes being a, a performer. He's way more chill and easygoing than Sylvie uh, and like less kind of dominant. So he just sort of like follows what she tells him to do. He likes to drink and flirt and just he's like a party guy. Okay. Hey. Hey. Ooh. What's, what's, what's this? Hey, I'm glad you're up. Can you start packing up your clothes and stuff? They're They're already packed. I mean... Well, then give me a hand with this, will you? What's got you so flustered? Weren't you there last night when Roddy said it was time to go? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're, we got all day. Fabio, how do you think we're going to get out of Soleil? Oh, I saw 
I'm a pretty nice looking wagon around the, the alleyway there. And I saw old man Jeremiah flee on the ship yesterday. So not like he's going to need it. So that takes care of that. I don't trust anything until we have it in our hands at this point. This the atmosphere in the town is a little a little high strung. He's walked over to the window that is like overlooking this alley where the where the wagon is. And he's like, yeah, high strung is right. We should probably go get that now. She snatches up her trusty dagger from the countertop and tucks it into her belt. And she says, uh, let's go shopping. He leads you out. And um, <coughs> there, uh, there, there is a fella that is already basically throwing their stuff onto it. Sylvie makes eye contact with Fabio knowingly and then um, screams and runs forward. Oh my God, what are you doing to my wagon? I need that. Today's the day we're all evacuating. Get your stuff out of there. That's mine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, uh, uh. Who do you think you are just running around here that you can just take what's not yours? That's completely despicable behavior. You're going to have to, I think, do... Is there like a... I forget yeah, what it... Because this guy looks at you with eyes that are like... He also knows that this is... Jeremiah's but there's still you know maybe there's some dealings that he didn't hear about you know maybe there's it's promised to you but this this what is clear to you well let me see the roll first actually that is a nine bad rolls bad rolls in the dice okay um, uh, I guess it's fair to say actually you don't really pick up on that he just kind of like looks at you and squints his eyes and is like I don't think that this is your wagon. I pull my dagger out of my belt and I say, <laughs> I think it is my wagon. <laughs> he, he, he's, his, his shoulders slink down and he kind of relents. He says, just, just, okay, I just, just let me get my stuff off and I'll, I'll dust off to somewhere else. Tough breaks, pal. Maybe there's another wagon around the corner. Okay, he goes around the back. And he starts offloading some of his bags and he's kind of just throwing them onto the the the, uh, the sidewalk and he's pretty defeated by it. So he throws a couple of these like just brown sacks, so clearly just like the miscellaneous stuff. And then he reaches in over the wagon and he produces a short sword. Oh shit. <laughs> and he, the, the presence that this man has is like, you know, he's also perhaps a bit of a he gave you a little bit of a performance there. It's a little bit of a charlatan, but in terms of like imposing physical demeanor, he's not like, you know, holy shit, but he does have a bigger sword. I'm going to try to give him a chance to not do something. <laughs> okay, dirty Harry over here. This is my dynamic, fun new character. And she says, um, it doesn't have to go like this. There's two of us here. You can't take us both. Take your shit and go. Okay, intimidation. Oof. That's a eight. Damn. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna step forward. Um, yeah, we're gonna choose some violence. Like this is this is it. You know, like you're basically telling this guy to shove off and potentially just like be fucked. Like if he can't find a different one. So this probably isn't the first instance of this type of violence even transpiring today. 
he's gonna roll at you. Eleven. What's your AC? Uh, am I wearing my armor? Uh, Kirko, I, I think it's fair to say like you were already up. You were already kind of getting ready for the day. Yeah, you didn't bring your like sword, but uh, my armor class is thirteen in that instance. He takes a swipe at you. Um, he's done with conversation, and he takes a swipe, but he doesn't really judge the distance of his sword. He's not a sword fighter. Um, and all all you have to really do is kind of take a, a slight step back to avoid that that blow. And then you're kind of both like you know, no one's been hurt at this point, so it's kind of like returning back to the 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 showdown that you're in. He's not like charging you or anything. I'm flicking eyes over to Fabio. Like, should we? Should we see if we can take this guy? There's a wagon right here. There might not be a wagon anywhere else later. Have you killed before? If there's if there's been anything, it's been like this, like an alley fight, and it's not sticking around to see what transpires. It's certainly not like going with the malice of like cutting a throat or anything like right. that. It's like brawls. So what is the for um, Sylvie? What is this kind of, like? Is is she in a place that, because of this that she'd be willing to do that? Like, is that like a line or is it just that hasn't happened before? What is the kind of what? Because I mean, for you, I mean, obviously, this is like a character moment of sorts. I think in Sylvie's mind, um, giving this guy a few licks and then saying, you were trounced. We're taking this wagon. Yeah. Is the most ideal outcome. Yeah, doesn't want to have to kill anybody. Yeah, what? I just like the you were trounced. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna trounce. After the dirty hair thing, like, go ahead, I'll trounce you. Is make my trounce. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it, it could honestly be like a moment to moment, like a round to round thing. If it comes to like the only way he's he's not gonna surrender, and I have to like get him down then i guess we'll see what happens there okay i'm gonna say that he he hasn't like taken another swipe at you obviously because that would be a little unfair but he is like now you're starting to draw a scene as well he's like branching that weapon and he's now even like shouting like get away from me oh there are people around get away not yet i mean again but it's like it's it's going from this like quiet thing that you guys having and this 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 wagon that only you two seem to know about to now like he's starting to like really try and get you away can me and Fabio flank him? Okay, so you want, how do you want that to like, are you trying to like distract him as, and then like Fabio just kind of instinctually knows cause you guys da da da, or like what, what's the, what's the- The the advantage we have here is numbers and I want to press that advantage. So maybe if we're like around the side of the wagon and I'm focusing him, then yeah, Fabio is like creeping around the other side and trying to get the drop on him from behind. Okay, um, I'm trying to avoid going into combat if that's fine with you. Um, is like a deck saving throw uh, sound um, fair? Because what I'm thinking is like you have to essentially engage him, uh-huh. basically give him the opportunity to like try to attack you, avoid it or like whatever. And if I fail to save, I'm gonna get hit? <laughs> um, probably, yeah. Uh, okay. Basically in some way you have to like threaten him, draw his attention so that Fabio has the opportunity to just run around. Whether that's like putting yourself in danger, throwing, I don't know, fucking sand in his eye or something. Yeah, I'll I'll draw a little closer and I'll try to engage him sort of uh, such that he thinks he can land a blow on me and that he won't be looking for Fabio. Okay, so uh, yeah, can we do a deck saving throw? That's a 12. That's good. DC was 11. Because again, he's not a fighter. Yeah. So you you step up. Well, you tell me. He's he's shouting, and I I drop to this like threatening whisper, and I go, "You don't need to do that. I'm giving you one last chance." And I try to get in close, like I'm sort of performing, like I think he's not gonna hit me. And then when he does, I kind of dart back, and I go, "It's not as easy as that, bud." Um, at which point now he's kind of like 
put his back to the wagon and you guys are on either side of him. So it's more like, you know, you're not, he's not, uh, Fabio's not directly behind him and he's kind of waving his sword back and forth trying to address both of you. And, you know, you guys are probably able to get a little bit closer and then it's a bit of a dance right now. Um, he's still, now he's quite literally looks like, you know, a, a cornered animal with all of his possessions splayed out in front of him. Um, but you've definitely pressed the advantage. So how do you want to handle that? If he doesn't look like he's gonna surrender or, or yield or run, then I'm gonna go in for a blow. Not trying to get anything lethal or vital or anything, just be like, we mean business, we will fuck you up, get out of here. Yeah, he's kind of just like, more so panic ridden right now, right? Like he's not even gonna see that reason. So yeah, I mean, he's not, yeah, he's 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 just trying to, in his mind, also fight for his life. You guys are brandishing weapons. He doesn't know that you're he's gonna, brandishing a weapon. I know, but I mean, he doesn't know that you're like, I would like to not have to kill this guy. He probably is like, these fucking two people are trying to kill me. Okay, if you so you want to go in, you basically want to do an attack. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna say you're gonna go in for that. Do I get advantage from the from having Fabio kind of? Yeah, we'll call it a flank. So you can you can roll advantage. Thirteen. That's fine, because I mean he's not even in armor. His, his AC is like nine. He's he turns and kind of tries to keep Fabio uh, away from him, and I just go for like a, a light sweep on the arm that's holding the sword. Hopefully that makes him drop it, and then he realizes he's really got nothing, and we can get him out of here. So you're trying to cut his arm, so he kind of like yeah. Okay. So he does have his his attention on Fabio. You step forward while he's like mid mid swing at Fabio and Fabio adeptly manages to also step out. You guys have a good judge of the distance of the short sword and this guy's quite predictable attacks at this point. Uh, and you step forward and kind of slash him uh, along the forearm. And both from the pain as well as just like the surprise, this is also someone who probably has never been cut like that before. He immediately relents, dropping, dropping the weapon and kind of just puts his hands over his head and is like, now fully backed against the wagon. He has nowhere to go. Um, you guys basically threaten him on all sides now, but he's just like, now indisposed is is just waiting for, in his mind, you guys to just, you know, bring him sweet release right now. <laughs> so dramatic. Um, Sylvie's cheeks are flushed. Her hair is starting to come undone after like a little bit of battle. And she just snarls at him, she says, that was your warning. Get out of here now. We won't even take your shit. Come back by nightfall. It'll still be here. Go now. Gone. He, with probably like tears starting to well, grabs as many of his things as he possibly can that they're like hanging off. And he, he, he like drops one of the bags because he's holding in his now freshly wounded arm. But he runs around, uh, runs away as fast as he can down the alleyway. I'm keeping the sword. Okay. You get a... Plus five magic <laughs> Shooting fireballs yes. nine times you a day. Get, you get the sword of the ancestors, the best weapon. Uh, you uh, plus plus one uh, kind of okay wagon. She she like turns and she just slumps against the canvas siding of it like the guy just did. And like this like performance of bandit is also gone too. And she just looks so tired and she rolls her eyes up to Fabio and she just says like, fuck all the gods in the ass. This economy, am I right? Well, it's only going to go more shit where we're going. Let's get the stuff out here and get out. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Let's hop back over 
to Julie and Zeke. So you guys are both going to go start ransacking? Zeke's not. Is Zeke's, Zeke's like, miss me with the ransacking? Maybe Hilda like mentions it to Nomi. Yeah, Nomi. Nomi's in. Okay, but that's okay. So so Zeke is, because you said Zeke's like fairly well prepared. The thing that Zeke's worried about is he needs to like hook up this forge. To, to to the wagon? Yeah. This is my whole wagon. You said the wagons have to have a personality. Mine has a forge in it. it I, I love it. it. It's very uh, fantastical. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, we'll resolve how that goes later on. All right. So Nomi and Jolie are... And what about Diane? Yeah, I think it's honestly Diane's idea. Diane is more like, let's ransack, and Jolie's like, as long as it's homes that aren't occupied. Okay, so we've got a little bit of Diane and Nomi then. You're just ransacking houses that look abandoned. No, so the first thing that we want to do is look look at shops that are not that are not taken care of because those will be the easiest to tell because they're not like locked and no one's in them. If it's unlocked and no one's in them, it's clear they're gone. Okay. I have written in this order, we want to look for medicine and potions, and then food, and then materials and gold. Okay, roll me a d6. Three. So you go to the apothecary, you slam in, open that door, and it's already a fair bit has been ransacked, uh, as you might expect. You're a little bit late to rise to the ransacking. Uh, There is one woman inside who is... Not taking anything, but instead is actually attending and Working watering the some shop that's not empty. <laughs> I want to go to empty shops. Is is tending and watering some plants that are on a windowsill. They're like long and viney and have like basically enveloped almost as like its own curtain in one of the windows of the store. This is not the apothecary. You would know this to be Chorley. Okay. Chorley is a wiry young woman who is well-known for dealing in herbs and like kind of uh, non-traditional medicines and also has uh, a little a little blue drake on her shoulder named Plume. She doesn't even really acknowledge your presence and it's clear that people have come and gone since she's been here. First of all, are there things to take? Yeah. What can I take? What do I get? Uh, yes. Uh, roll me a... Three. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, wait, what was this for then? Something else. I don't like that at all. How many Chorleys were in the store? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I got a three. You got three? Yeah. Uh, you can look it up the exact things in the book, but we'll give you two minor healing potions. Okay, now I will acknowledge her. Hey, Chorley. Oh. What you doing? I, I'm, I'm all packed to go uh, for tomorrow, um, but um, the, these vines are uh, pothos. Uh, they, they, they've been here since before I was born, and um, everyone just was coming and going, and even the, apoth- the apothecary left yesterday, and, and, and though they can't come, come with me, I just, I just wanted to give them a fighting chance today. Do you want me to try to pot this with you? Uh, that's a... Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to try, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't want to break, but uh, I think if it could be done, I would have done it. Okay, I don't have to help then. Uh, it's nice of you to. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe don't. Okay, I hope it survives. <laughs> it probably won't, but I just, 
I just wanted, I just wanted to have a, a chance. Oh, oh, what? Oh, oh dear! I'm being dreadful. I'm so sorry. I, I, I just get some. I, I get um really, really, really flustered around such wonderful, beautiful creatures. Uh, did you, did you, did you find um what you need? Uh, I did. Are Are you okay to leave too? I, I, I I've been, I've been, I've been packed. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, I'll see you on the road tomorrow. Okay. Um. Bye, everyone. Um. Okay. So, what was your next on your list? Uh. Food. Okay, you want to look for food. Yes. So, uh, what kind of? Because you're a cheesemonger. Are you looking for a butcher? Are you looking for like a fruit stand? I guess dry cured meat and like bread. Ooh, cured meat's a good call. All right, roll the d6. That's a two. So you go into the butchers looking for cured meats, your beef jerky for the journey. This place is active. There is a man behind the um, the the counter. It looked quite um, desolate, like the windows have been smashed and stuff outside. Um, but when you come in, it looks to be business as usual. Um, there is a man behind the counter and a man at the counter who doesn't really acknowledge your presence when you come in. The man that is like at the register. Okay, do I know them? Like I would know the butcher. You would know the butcher, and the man behind the counter is not the butcher. Do I recognize him? Uh, this is Ben, who is other otherwise someone you haven't really had a lot of interactions with. Um, is one of the few people that isn't a merchant in in Soleil. Kind of just meanders about, is a bit of a drunkard, but here he is behind uh, behind the counter as uh, he's taking multiple gold pieces from this man for. Um, kind of like a morsel of like a dried rat or something. Not even like the good stuff. Oh, he's just like scamming people. Did you say dried rat? Yeah. We're not doing dried rat. <laughs> Sorry. Dried rat? Dried rat. In the town? In the town. Hard times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were saying? Oh, he's fully just like scamming people. He's like, yeah, I'm the butcher. That's 10 gold pieces. Who do you think dried the rat? <laughs> You see a man that you know to not be the butcher behind the counter charging another man what seems like a bit overcharged for some dried rat. That is what you see. What you doing, Ben? And I'm putting dried meat in my bag. Like you're addressing him while... He doesn't... I don't think he works here. Fine, I'll talk to him first. What are you doing, Ben? I'm working. I don't think you work here. He reaches under... Pulls out the deed to the place signed by the old butcher. With his name on it. Yeah. Can I check if he's lying? Are you a cop? <laughs> oh, well, if he runs the place, I'm not going to steal in front of him. If he doesn't run the place, I'm going to steal and leave. <laughs> okay, so, 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 <laughs> what do you want? You want to just check what? I want to see if he's lying. What, there's a thing for that. Insight? Yes, yes, but I need to understand, like, what you're looking for. Like, what what are you trying to see? Are you trying to see, like, an imperfection? Some kind of... What are you trying to... Yeah, examine? I want to scrutinize, like, the situation of what I know of the butcher and Ben and, like, their potential relationship. I want to look at the deed, if it looks like it's legitimate. or And I want to look at Ben and see if he's, like, lying. Okay, you can roll me insight. 13. You, you do feel that the situation is peculiar, but over, after overlooking the documents, it is all 
standard. There's no signs of a struggle. There's no signs of of anything. And and the contract itself is is uh, airtight. Is airtight. <laughs> it is, however, dated for yesterday. I nudge Nomi. What's your read? I don't care about this. Let's get some food and go. Ben, are you coming on the caravan? <laughs> well, I was thinking about it. He's like kind of a piece of shit. Right? <laughs> No, he's a great guy. No, for real though. <laughs> is he kind of a piece of shit? I mean, he's you've known him to be like a opportunistic drunkard. So yes. <laughs> All right, we're taking some food and we're leaving. So oh, I really thought my thing was like crazy morally gray and you're just <laughs> like going sicko mode on the whole town. Should I? I don't know. What should I do? What should did this guy do wrong? So, okay, okay. Go, go, He's so, not so, the so, butcher so, so, man. So listen, so listen, so listen, so listen. It's, it's, it's going back to, again, that's totally fine. And, and it is a, a similar situation of like you've stolen before. However, like this is, albeit kind of in a weird situation, illegal. It's fine if you want to do that. It's just like this guy did just say he's coming with you. It's 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 like all oh, that's totally fine and you can or you can try and do it without him noticing. Like that's totally valid. Or we could be like we can strike a deal. Why just buy some fucking rat? Well, he's, he is overcharging. He's like you know, charging uh, so much money. That's his crime. He's, he's he's extorting these people. Yes, I mean that much is clear to you. Okay, so what I'm reading in the situation is I'm not gonna check the back to see if like the butcher is dead or something. Like this seems like it was legitimate. He was like, I'm gonna buy the butcher and then I'm gonna like extort people for food. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, it's opportunistic. The rest of that's great for you. You don't know. He could have gone up to him and been like, "Give me your fucking yeah, shop." Yeah. But like, there's yeah. there's nothing that can fully indicate that. I'm saying Jolie's situation, Jolie's read is like, he's, Butcher's probably alive and fine. It's just like sketchy and he was probably shitty. Yeah. So yeah, let's steal as much food as we can. We can give some to other people on the way who are more deserving. He made money. Let's go. In that case, I think Nomi's going to try and distract him. Okay, sick. I love that. I want to steal as much food as possible. Like I'll give it to the old people. I'll give it to Zeke's family. I'll give it to Sylvie. But fuck this guy. Damn. Nomi is distracting him by asking him very specific questions about the his inventory. <laughs> These have got to be the worst pies and so like. <laughs> She's asking like, uh, can you tell me about this? How long has it been aging? What kind of brine are you using? Nomi is chatting, trying to get some details on the inventory as a distraction. And you are trying to just what, like shove shit off the shelf and do it. <laughs> yeah. And then just dash out the door. Are you trying to be quiet? Like quiet, relatively quiet. And then the second it seems like he might notice what's happening, run. All right, we're gonna call it sleight of hand. It's a 14. Yeah, okay. Um, so, he has no me. <laughs> so you're gonna get, what would you want the most? I'm going for volume, but the things I would pick are things with the longest shelf life, I guess. Okay, because the way this so this is going to be the first instance of how we're going to kind of do this is like, it's going to be a bit loose, so I'll need your guys as well. But like, essentially, it's like for your wagon, you're going to be able to steal one day's worth of food right now. Like, in terms of food, we're just going to break it into like, day is the... Yeah, day is worth of rats. Yeah. Of rats. <laughs> oh no, is it all of rats, rats? Of ratchins. No, wait. Um, I want to, okay, <laughs> rats. Like, let's lean in. I want to be clear. I want, like, ideally beef or, like, chicken. Well, that's great. You're <laughs> well, no, I, if I it's rat, it's okay. Yeah, it's all rat. 
rat jerky. This rat was jerky. always the rat. I don't know why you came here expecting something. It's called the rat butcher. Yeah. I don't know what you guys. It's like the rat cleaver. I don't know what you guys thought you'd been eating at Soleil. It's rat. It's always been. <laughs> it's just. It's fucked up. Been rat. Um. Okay. Uh. So you kind of take that stuff. You slip out the front door. And Nomi finishes her conversation with with Ben, and Ben is none the wiser. As you step out the front door, you almost trip over a young girl. You've never seen her around town, but she just walks into the and she walks into the butcher. Do I have time? I have the whole day. I have time to like putz around a little, right? Well, what do you want to putz around? I want to listen. If he's gonna rip off this like little girl or something, and also I want to make sure she didn't pickpocket me just now. Okay. Uh, well, so the other man leaves with his dried rats, uh, fully, you know, uh, extorted. Uh, as you peer through the window, you see this young girl come up to the counter, and Ben reaches over and picks her up, and puts her on the uh, on the like on the t- countertop. And he pulls a little thing, something out of his back pocket. And if you, uh, give me a perception check. What is going on? Uh, 13. So you notice he pulls out of his pocket and then kind of tears off this wrapper. It's like a little bonbon. And he gives it to the girl and gives her a pat on the head and she gives him a big hug. Okay, he's been scamming people. He's going to be fine. His little girl's going to be fine. Let's see. I, I don't feel bad. Was I supposed to feel bad? <laughs> I guess. I mean, nice did. try, DM. Do a better ethical <laughs> dilemma next time. Well, he's like still profiting off of the backs of people she who coughs. need food. Blood comes out of her mouth. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm gone. I'm looking for money. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that anyone's like, oh, I want to do this? Or do we want to kind of just do a little bit, you know, crunchier? Like, here's what we have. Here's what we, we don't have. Um, yeah. How do I get food? Uh, you rob a butcher. Yeah, <laughs> you, you rob yeah, a butcher. Yeah, you go, you go buy it from the butcher. It's fair price. Fair price. <laughs> it's, a fair, it's a fair price. Yeah, because like Sylvie, I mean, the troop has like general supplies to live their lives, but certainly they didn't, no one was hoarding food in advance of the, like having to travel for days on end. Uh, in terms of procuring food, like you have, I mean, this is just an option. You don't have to take us at all because we also can do it just more like you guys went and bought food. Like there are some people that are still around. And also, yeah, people are trying like, yeah, you weren't prepared for this long journey in terms of food. But also like half the town or more than half the town has also just up and left. So yeah. it's not like, you know what I mean, that you could still go and, and get that. But like you have a relationship with Tulip. Uh, so, I mean, that's always an option. Um, but like, we also don't have to, like, we can decide what is interesting and not like, I'm can also content to be like, obviously you guys are not going to have no food. Yeah. We can settle it with more like dice rolls. If you rather, if we rather do it in scenes, we can, I think we got some pretty, uh, pretty nice scenes there. So we don't have to like live in it, but it's whatever you guys want. I think for Sylvie's case, she had a lot of action already that like established a lot of her character when she's after. Um, she also is like, uh, wagon poor but gold rich right now so she could potentially just like pay up some of the inflated prices she's maybe not looking for more trouble after right. how her morning went right. um, so maybe she just buys a reasonable like whatever they're charging for like a week's worth of food okay uh, so one more time quick sound of how much gold everyone has I got 15 8 6 if I didn't get anything while ransacking I was gonna say tell me if you guys are like that's some stupid bullshit is like in a general sense. And we, we can go and do that. But I was going to be like, if you wanted to just raw trade five gold for like a day's worth of food for a day, yeah. you're getting price gouged, bro. That's brutal. 
Yeah. But I think about in terms of like being on the road for several days, if primarily we're dealing with the other members of the caravan and we're bartering, like what what value is gold going to be outside of like a civilization versus like bartering things? So yeah, well, that's that's so that's also up for you to decide. I mean, quite clearly, and you guys will, you know, like Tulip, for example, I mean, this is something that you'll see even more. But even if you as you guys walk around the town, like he's got multiple wagons and he's taking everything and it's like i'm something to consider much like the oregon trail it's like yeah you guys may arrive at astra but what do you arrive with are you going to arrive there with no gold presuming that is the currency there and you know be like shit or are you going to arrive there you know a bit more wealthy like with something to spare and so that's that's up to you guys and your characters it's like is it just survival is like you kind of have a sense of what you guys aren't like idiots. Like you do have like a sense of what this journey is like. And I guess it's up to you to prioritize um, with the uncertainty of it, what what you are kind of going to hedge your bets on. So to, to answer your question a little bit less roundabout, it's like gold, especially at the start, I'd say almost like no value, right? It's all about just surviving. As you guys would get towards the tail end of this and the tail end of the campaign, it, it might, it probably will start to have more value or when there's any civilization in between um yeah i think that's a good point i think sylvie let's say sylvie and the troop just spend their 15 gold on three days worth of uh trail food trail mix what we're basically going to do right now then is get like based on kind of how you guys have built your characters your wagons and what you have we're going to kind of just like assign all of your quote-unquote assets oh Okay. Because what I want it to be, what I know is definitely, let's maybe start with you, Eli, because in terms of food, which obviously is a big commodity. And for the sake of this. um, Do you have like a cow? How do you, yeah, sorry. How do you make cheese? Yeah, so I assume that I'll have like, huh? I said rat milk. Can you make, but can you make cheese in a wagon? Yeah, let's say that like. So the only like special thing I need other than like casks or things that hold the cheese is like a means to keep it cold. Okay. Reverse forge. So so, so <laughs> yeah. one of the things though, uh, I guess- so Shark there's boy a, and lava girl. Um, <laughs> what I wanna make sure is that Jesse ends up having something that also is comparable because what I'm kind of, what I'm kind of, no, what I'm kind of seeing is that if you get this forge, well you will, it just is a matter of how um, efficient it is. Um, which means like you could, make stuff and do stuff on the road. In the case of Eli, it sounds more to me like, I don't know if you're gonna be able to make cheese on the road, but what we can do is that like, you're starting with a pretty big advantage in terms of raw amount of food and your commodity um, and and to be able to like preserve that. And that's something that like, you know, is unique to you and will also present unique opportunities and challenges as you're on the road. But I wanna make sure that Jesse also has something that is comparable to that. Yeah, and I very like deliberately wanted to, to get into this space of like, they're doing like very merchanty, mercantile selling commodity goods. And this is like, these are people who don't traditionally do that. Um, so, I mean, I think there's questions of like, does it push Sylvie and the troop more towards like adventuring and these sort of like odd jobs on the caravan? Like people might tip them a little bit if they do performances, but not every single night like they would in a bar. Yeah. Um do they have to like scramble and figure out like what else they are good at that could be useful? Okay, this is off. This is off the dome, so maybe this won't work. But um, this is my suggestion. Let me know if you if you like it or not. In terms of character sheets, you only have Sylvie, yes. Yeah. So what I'm going to kind of propose, and this is a, this is a 
I'm going to say Fabio and Paz, basically, they can have, if, if you're presented a situation that they're in, I'm going to say that you can have like an opportunity to basically choose a specialization in a moment. Meaning that like, if there is like a, wow, this giant rock, if only we had someone that could like, you know, really knew how to do, do, smash rocks. You could be like, don't worry, Paz is now adept at rock smashing or something like that. Like, and the way that'll function more so in terms of like, uh, gameplay would be more like, you know, it's their anime awakening moment type of deal. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like the sense of like, I, what, or what I want you to be conscious of is that like, they are from what you're describing, tell me if I'm wrong, that it's like, they're also actively looking for the opportunity to fill those holes. So, um, I'm going to keep aware of that. It's less crunchy than that, but it's like, I think that's both narratively interesting and, um, mechanically kind of interesting. It's like, you know, they're, they're going to basically, they're like not a class right now. Yeah. And then depending on what you do, they'll like become that. Yeah. In the, in the broadest strokes for, for reference, Fabio is definitely like the physically strongest member of the troop. Paz is probably the most like, um, educated and worldly and Sylvie's probably the most like nimble and dexterous. And Paz, I imagine has to some degree, a little bit of like animal whispering type of stuff going on a little bit. We can't forget about Kiki who bit that guy's throat open and let him bleed out in the alley. (laughs) No, Um, but she's there and who knows what she's going to bring. Yeah. My commodity is potential. But like kind of actually, okay. Now the actual numbery crunchery stuff. So we're going to do the old food. I'm going to say at base, uh, everyone's getting two. Like that's just like what you have. Food points. Two days worth two two uh, just draw like kind of like a like meat on a stick as like the oh yeah, the yeah. Icon. sure and then Jesse you were gonna were you gonna buy you can't eat gold let's change gold for food okay so do that so that puts you up to what five five days reverse alcohol <laughs> commerce <laughs> I hate that we're already getting to half days but that's fine you uh, so you have that half that was given to yeah. you mm-hmm. and then on top of that were you getting anything? How much food? Like you said five is one day. Mm-hmm. Hey, baby, so I can get one more food. So I can, I guess I can. You can get one more food here because we're being price gouged. Yeah. It might be cheaper down the line. Well, I need food now. And then, like, let's just say, like, you can dip into your cheese <laughs> for food. But let's put an actual value on it. Okay, so we don't really know Sylvie's value as clearly yet, but Zeke's is probably more quantifiable. Like, he will likely, over the course of this 10-day trip, make X amount of money, which would feed him X amount. So, like, we could translate it that way. Do you know what I mean? No. What do you mean, sorry? It's like, if Zeke is going to make, theoretically, like, one gold piece a week and that's enough to feed his family for one week, then it would be the same or similar. I, I, I see what you mean. I guess for me, I was like, I'm thinking you have a huge stock of cheese that's been there for a long time. And some of them like have just not even sold for probably a long, like, I don't know. How long do you age your cheese sometimes? It depends. The bad ones are like half a year and the good ones are like 10. Like I was literally gonna, you guys tell me what, how this feels. I was literally gonna be like, you have in your stock, like, 10 to 12 foods worth of cheese. Like you're like loaded at the start of this. 
Yeah, I think sure, and it kind of gives us a reason. Like, I know that this is very dangerous for me, so it kind of gives me a reason to talk to Sylvie, who I've known. Like, there's like a, there's some mutually beneficial stuff going on here because I'm like, well, I know you're scrappy, and I know you're not a total piece of shit, I think, so you could, like, help me protect this food. And if you're, like, ever really starving, I'll give you food. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's that leads right into kind of what Jesse was talking about. But yeah, I'm actually yeah, I'm gonna say twelve, the high end. You, you have, you're like your your store, your your uh, your <laughs> your life's work amounts to twelve sticks of meat. <laughs> Damn, Sag. <laughs> and then Jory, I don't really know how to do the best way to do like you know you have you're basically packing up a huge portion of your store. Like you could be like, Oh, I have metals to work with, but let's just say it's like, it's more like equipment wise. Right. Like, well, why don't I just have like 12 days worth of things? And then in the moment I can be like, it's a pickaxe. 12 days worth of things. And she has 12 days worth of cheese. Yeah. So I have like, but you, are you eating one tool a day? Yeah. Okay. Not 12 <laughs> days worth of things, but like, I don't know. 12 items, 12 items. Oh, I know what I can do. I can have you roll a dice. That's fantastic. Do a uh, two, two D6. A four and a two. You may pick six. Jory's top six anime things in her and character's And these aren't ragged. like my personal, these aren't my personal things. These are like your wares that whether you've decided to take them or all that you have however like it shapes up it's just like this is what is coming with you from your uh uh shop and we can probably add like you know you got a couple daggers things that don't take up like a lot of space can i just have like at least one or two metals that i can like ingots like raw, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, like raw metal that um, i can yes two two of you may have two these uh five doesn't have like this is a steel sword this is an iron sword it's just like a sword okay um then you may have yeah like two iron two iron ores um which yes you may use to craft really whatever you want the downside is that you will have to roll for like the quality of it um when you go to do it which will also be influenced by the quality of your forge so yes um and i'll even say in that six in addition to like those two you could just i'll say that you can exchange those for just being or meaning that you can decide situationally if you you know if you did need like a pickaxe or something at some point you didn't take it with you if you chose to take more ore, you could try to craft yeah i would like to have I would like to have maybe even three ore. And okay. I'll trade you two ore for one sheep. Okay. Because I'm trying to get longest road, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and then I have three more things. Okay. So so what am I having? A sickle. And a dagger. And then my big hammer. And then I have some ore. Beautiful. Um, the last ore business, I believe, is to determine the quality of this forge. So you are you are making, uh, by all things considered, a crude forge. I mean, it has to be, right? You're putting it on the back of a fucking wagon. Um, so we're certainly not going to be giving you no advantage on it, but we will do, let's do uh, strength um, so you'll get your modifier as well. Um, have you done this type? I mean, you haven't done this before, but you're obviously experienced. I think I like know how to do this. I probably made my own forge Hilda's in my helping. home. Hilda's helping. She's like, I'm like screwdriver and she she's handing it to me. <laughs> Scalpel. Scalpel. You're going to give me three of those. Three D20s? 
Yeah, with your strength modifier. Get strong. Get strong. All right, whatever. All over the board. We got a 15 oh. plus two. Sorry, so 17, yep. 14, 20. Nice. Oh, shit. Okay. So here's what the result is. You made a fantastic, wonderful wagon forge. It, uh, everyone doubted you. Everyone all day. Oh. Who? <laughs> the townsfolk. The townsfolk are walking by and be like, that'll never work. I'm never, I'm never, a forge never. on a wagon? <laughs> I've never seen it, so it'll never work. Wow. What a fool. What an idiot. And then, uh, and then, wow. yeah, and now they're like, a wagon on a forge? It, it, you basically, you made the first electric car wagon. You're the innovator. Um, Zeke but Musk. How this, Elon Musk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how this translates more mechanically is um, you basically influenced um, how often you can use it without like repair because it is, as we said, crude. Um, the quality, which um, is good. And um, also kind of an extension of quality this is more mechanically i'm going to give you in those in the first two roles that you are using this forge you're going to have advantage so you can mark that so the quality is like good meaning that it's not going to you know you're not going to make anything pristine but it's also not going to like affect it in a negative way it's entirely neutral and in terms of uses before you'll have to like basically probably like it's going to be repair but by all accounts we're going to basically treat it as we just did you get six uses of it you all have taken the time to prepare for the journey ahead though how well can one prepare for a journey they know nothing about the road to astra lays beyond and it is a path few have walked and fewer yet have survived it sounds like the stuff of folk tales and legends of heroes but you all are simply merchants, or at least you are now. A world previously unknown to you has come rushing to your doorstep, and you have all answered the call. Shortly, you depart Soleil for what you all believe is the very last time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Many Realms. This has been our third installment of The Many Merchants of Maloon. If you want to join us for the whole ride, you can subscribe to our podcast. You can learn more about us by following us on Twitter or Instagram at The Realmscast. Or if you want to support us financially, you can follow us on patreon.com slash many realms. That's patreon.com slash many realms. Thank you.